Hi, I'm Sinead Colbert. And I'm Sue Collins. And this is Keeping Up With With The The Birds, A podcast for women who can't quite seem to get their shit together. This week on our very first episode, we're going to be talking about being absolutely brutal at parking, surviving your in-laws and cheating on your hairdresser. Now, for anyone who doesn't know us, we're uh, we're hilarious. Oh, we're absolutely hilarious. Ah, stop, your yeah. head will blow off listening <laughs> to the podcast. And for those two people who do know us, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We're yeah. comedians, bloggers, vloggers. Yeah. Boggers. We actually, on a serious note, we do have sketches online on Facebook, Instagram and um, TikTok. And TikTok because we're really cool. We're, we're cool. not middle-aged. Dan, we're not middle-aged at all. Kids. We'd like we're to young. introduce you to our producer, Esther, yes. who's in studio. Hello, Esther. Hello, Hello. Esther. Hello, Sue. Hello, Sinead. Yeah. Ah, look oh. at her all quiet yeah. and demure and yeah. she'll try and take over the podcast. Ah, God, love her. Yeah. She's funnier <laughs> She'll be in and out see. trying to be funny. <laughs> Yeah, so we, it's been busy. We're all back. Kids are back to school. Oh, kids are back to school. Kids are yeah. back to school. My husband cleared off to, to Amsterdam for a week to visit his family. If anyone is just new, we get this out of the way. Um, Sinead's husband is Dutch. My husband is Dutch. <laughs> yes, she is. She's from Amsterdam. And he went, pitched off to Amsterdam for the first week where the children were back to school. Where the shock and I wanted of to getting up early in the morning is yes. just horrific. I met him in Galway. It was love at first sight. Yes. Uh, but I want to divorce him now because she went to Amsterdam when the kids were going back to the school. And I was left doing everything. You were making the lunches. I wouldn't. It's funny because someone said to me the other day, would you live over there uh, because the systems are so good and, this, you know, it's a, it's very organized as a society, but they're just too direct for me. They're they're fantastic people, but they're just too direct. Oh, really? Yeah. And what, like what? Like, well, I'm a sort of a sensitive creature, as mm. you know. So. Not <clears> at all. No. I mean, I'm a creature anyway. I don't know about the sensitive thing, but um, and I remember they say things like I remember when my husband one time we went to meet his family in the airport and this is a true story is his his parents got off the plane saw him and went oh there's Rohir and Sinead um Rohir you look fat <laughs> I was like what <laughs> Jesus Christ like an Irish person would never do that can you imagine mm. like a twig they're like a twig you need to, you need to eat more. And then and then they they <clears throat> then and then they turn the corner. Jesus, she's ballooned. <laughs> yeah, the stage bar. Look at the stage bar. <laughs> and the first time I went over to meet his parents, I I did the Irish thing of buying a little gift. I don't, you know the way, mm-hmm. um, to say thank you because we'd spent the weekend in their house. And my husband told me his mother. Um, her feet were sore, so I bought a little foot spa. Anyway, I I sort of wrapped it up, left it on the table. And this is a God's honest truth. She opened it, took one look at it and said, oh, this is very nice, but we have one of these. Perhaps you could give us the receipt and I will you, I will get something from the shop, which I will really use. Oh, my God. Imagine saying I was I just went into the toilet. I was giving her the fingers inside the toilet because, you know, the way as us Irish people are afraid to say how we feel. But I was saying to Sue, if that was the other way around, if my Dutch husband had bought a foot spa for my Irish mother, even if her house was made of foot spas or she'd her feet amputated, (laughs) even if she'd her feet amputated, she'd be going, that'd be great. A foot spa. (laughs) Mommy, you've no feet. Doesn't matter. Fair play to you. It's gorgeous. <laughs> so no, I won't be moving to Holland. Although it's fabulous and I love Dutch people. Mm. They're great. But do they, so 
they're really honest. But when you get off the plane, you bracing yourself like, okay, and yeah, what are they going to say? Do they say things to you like? Well, oh, I was, I remember going over to Holland and I hope his sister is not listening to this <laughs> podcast. She's a lovely woman. Um, but I, she was in the back garden. She was shunbading and she was very shek. She would do dark skin and a little bikini. And I went out, the fine Irish woman that I am. How mm. are you? You know what I mean? <laughs> My all in one swimsuit. From ah, M&S. From M&S that doesn't quite fit me. And my lovely, uh, lovely blue, white blue skin, skin and uh, <laughs> hair circa, but John Bon Jovi circa 1988, came out and was in the garden with her. She was sunbathing, but she just looked at me and said, what is this? It was fake tan I had on, but it kind of had come off a little bit. Like he, she was like, what is this stripey thing? <laughs> Is this a skin condition? This stripy thing all down the side of your arms. And that's ah. not that's not direct. That's mean. Oh yeah, but but you can't oh, yeah. find you can't <laughs> find fake tan. I roamed around Amsterdam. Ah, so maybe she genuinely didn't yeah. know about the streaky fake tan. Yeah, okay, because why enough. would they ever? They yeah, don't they need don't it. Need Maybe it is available. I couldn't find it. I was roaming around chemists <laughs> in Ireland. Have going, you got dove? Have you got? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How was your week, Sue? My week, I was, I, 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 okay, so I'm going to fess up with something. Mm. You have a drug problem, I knew it. Yeah, I thought it. (laughs) (laughs) Look, this is, this will be, anybody wants to respond to this, to this little story. I'd like to get people's feedback about my response to what happened. Mm -hmm. So I'm up outside a very well-known park trying to park my car not trying to park my about to park my car mm. parallel park yes in a fairly tight space now do you know what I mean and just as I was about to <laughs> to park yeah. perfectly um, my window was rolled down and a guy just said um, Harry love do you want me to do that for you <laughs> and I, I said I would have let him I would have went yeah go on go and ahead and I said excuse, excuse me <laughs> sorry Sorry, what did you say? He said, do you want me to park your car for you? And I said, uh, a verbatim, this is what I said. Answers on a postcard, by the way, because I don't Uh, know if my response was wrong, angry, weird, whatever. And I said, uh, I said, I certainly do not. And he got the shock of his life. Oh, pause. And then I and he said, I'm only trying to help. And I said, what makes you think you can park this (laughs) car better than me? Oh, wowee. Oh, no, you didn't, girlfriend. She went in there. Oh, they yeah. always appear out of nowhere. Whenever I'm parking a car, men come out of nowhere because I'm <laughs> such a shit parker just to watch and have a laugh. Like yeah. builders stop building and go, look at yeah. your one down there. But should they all, the I think they all have a WhatsApp group. Do you know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah. Look yeah. at this one. <laughs> look at the state of that parking. Yeah. Come down here to Herbert Street. Yeah. My car has gone kaput. No. Yeah. Gone, gone, gone. Oh, did it go to Chrysler heaven? Very. It's gone to, yes, it's gone to heaven. Uh, very disturbing. I was driving down the M50 yesterday and it just sort of started making noise like a helicopter. You know, mm. when that happens, oh, it was yeah. like this. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good impression of a helicopter. So. <laughs> Um, and I went to the car mechanic. Uh, I drove back and went to the car mechanic. And and this is why I think women hate car mechanics, because he started <laughs> to ask me, you know, what what is wrong with it? How, how would I know? What's, I haven't a clue. I just know about the steering wheel and the gears. That's yeah. where my knowledge of cars end. So I was going, he was going, is it in the engine? And I was going, I think so. I'm, it kind of sounds like a helicopter. I was making noises. That was the yeah. only way to explain. I that was is going, the only way to explain yeah. to a man. It kind of went. 
when I stopped. Yeah, like that. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Can you be more specific? No. It is embarrassing, but yeah. you're just kind of going. It just kind of chugged. It was doing this kind of a noise here. And uh, so anyway, when that was over the phone <clears throat> and I said, sure, he can do something. Patrick said, no, it's over. It's finished. Yeah, uh, so it's gone. I actually learned the word uh, plug leads. And then whenever a mechanic asks me what's wrong with the car, I just go, do you know what, Patrick? I think it's the plug leads. And that kind of works. Just if, <clears throat> if anyone's listening, that works really, really well. It just sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. And they could tell you anything when you go back. I mean, you know, as a woman, I mean, I know there's probably women listening going, you know, who are car mechanics who are disgusted with this conversation. But we're not those women. We're not those women. And you could tell me anything. You could be talking about helicopter parts. And I go, that's great. I'm delighted you got that. I do fitted. love when they open the bonnet and they, and they, ah, you see what it is, is the carburetor, right. uh, whatever. I say I don't even know. Any, and you're you're not in your head. <laughs> don't even know any. And I'm going, I'm going. I wonder what we'll have for the dinner. I just pink <laughs> oh, fluffy I hear, clouds. Yeah, I hear pink fluffy clouds. That's what it starts yeah. off with. Yeah, you see, when we got the car in first, Sinead, we open oh, pink fluffy clouds, pink fluffy clouds. Yeah, that's all you hear, isn't it? Anyway, my car, and I get emotionally attached to cars. I should say that I felt a little bit sad. I was kind of chatting to the car, Aww. saying, "Thank you for bringing me all over the country." And being with me. Thanks for that trip to trim. I know. How long yeah. have you had the car? Oh, I've had the car for a good few years, maybe about seven or eight years, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt, but I mean, you know, that kind That's of... That's not long for a car to just last explode long. This kind I? of emotional connection, because mm-hmm. all of a sudden I started thinking, I want an Audi. Yeah, it's so depressing, isn't it? You're driving home, well, I am, about two or three in the afternoon after working with Sue. That's depressing enough, I can tell you. And then you've got the thought of, what am I going to do for the dinner? And I'm always Uh. praying. I usually take ages to come home in the hope that my husband, I hope that he's already um, started the dinner, you know, so I keep sort of driving around and it's the, the estate deciding in it's the, hope the deciding you know what I mean it's ah. like it's like what do you you know and you'll have that conversation every Jay's day yeah. you know what I mean what do you fancy for dinner tonight love I don't know what and do it's you just, want it's just the disappointed Pork? look no. on your family's face when you produce yet again the same yeah. chicken roast we had chicken, that last night potatoes what? broccoli no. carrots can you think of anything else <clears throat> no I can't no you decide that's the worst you decide I hate those two words <laughs> So listeners, every week on the Dirtbirds podcast, uh, we have an expert uh, in studio to chat to us. We've been talking about, um, you know, the stress of making the dinners. And uh, this this is a fantastic woman. uh, She's a child psychologist and uh, she is here to talk about um, the dinner scenario. It's Dr. Endemi Tether. Doctor, welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on the WE programme here. I'm delighted on your podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks very much indeed. Doctor, you've written a book, actually. I have. I've written a book about the stress of making the dinner. It's called Make It Yourself, You Fussy Little Fuckers. Yes. Um, it's a question that gets asked of, of um, a lot of um, women. It does. Know. It gets asked uh, of an awful lot of women. And, um, you know, there's a lot of physiological um, things that happen to a woman when you're asked that question. You know yes. what I mean? You kind of, you feel a kind of a tightening across your chest, yes. a sort of a spike in blood pressure. Yes. And a desire to pick up the casserole dish and just kind of lob it at whoever, okay. you know, has asked you the question. What, what would you say? Uh, is there any advice for people feeling that urge to... Well, I would say yes. I would say don't, obviously, 
throw a casserole dish. I mean, you can throw a wee, you know, one of them kind of a wooden spoon or a coaster, or something. A coaster or something like that that doesn't cause as much damage, but kind of still get it out of your system. You yeah. know what I mean? Are there certain times of the day, doctor, that um, you would feel these sort of peaks of Well, stress I think happening? a lot of women, what happens is we're fine in the morning. Everything's fine. Yeah. And then you get to about one o'clock and you can kind of feel this sort of, you know, low grade kind of anxiety beginning to set beginning in. to set in and then at about two you start sort of reefing through the fridge and realizing you have no potatoes or you know the carrots are rotten I'm actually getting a bit stressed yeah you can feel the yeah. stress by about three people are breaking out into rashes because they're going Jesus Christ I've no idea what I'm going to give to these little bastards yes, you know yeah, what I mean yeah and then by four they're in a car speeding along to little mm. do you know at this mm. stage mm. they're sort mm. of crying and um, And resentful resentful resentful, is the word I would say for a lot of people a very common sight is you know women wandering around an aisle of little oh my god it's confused. like it's like a nuclear fallout if yeah. you go in around four o'clock you'll just see these women mm, kind of mm, blindly mm. going around with desperate desperate for something that's tasty mm, that the, you mm. know what I mean they'll be like grabbing mm, the cauliflower mm. and going no John doesn't eat that and mm, then they'll be looking mm, at the broccoli going mm, Siobhan won't touch that and you know it's yeah. the stress of it the stress is of horrendous it, yeah. they did a recent study I think to um, sort of uh, find out what the, the main response was to the question and and um, 96% had, um, quote unquote, I don't effing know. I don't know. We don't know. I don't effing it. know. And no one cares about the woman. You know what I mean? You could be lying dead on the ground. You know what I mean? Your corpse smelling and someone <laughs> step over you and say, what are we having for the dinner? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like pecking up your sort of dead hand going, mammy. What are we having for the dinner? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Doctor, just to wrap up quickly, what is your advice if it gets too much? Well, I would just say, forget it. Just take them to McDonald's. Do you know what I mean? Or Ikea. There's another wee option there, you know. Or, you know, if there is a man in your life, a husband or whatever that is good at cooking, I would say just take your wee self out for a wee drive (laughs) around the time that you're supposed to be. You know what I mean? Just in the dinner, just disappear. The other alternative is you can fake your own death. But <laughs> that's a bit extreme, but you could do it yeah. if it gets too much. Okay, Dr. and Jimmy Tethers had a few drinks, but um, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, and we'll see you again. And now we're going to go to a call from a lady who's actually in Doka's prison, um, who's been asked this question too many times. Hello, Fiona. I'm going to call you Fiona. Your name isn't actually Fiona. No, I don't want my identity revealed today. Okay, of course. And thank you for calling in. Uh, Do you want to tell us your story? Well, um, it all started on a Saturday afternoon. Um, It was about three o'clock and my husband came in and I I just just said to him, um, what would you like for the dinner? And um, he just said those two words that that was when it sort of started. And what, can I ask you, were those two words? I'm easy. Oh, I see. Yeah, and that triggered you, did it? I could feel it triggering. Um, then I went on to say, well, you know, you know, do you want fish? He kept saying no. Do you want pork? No. Do you want beef? No. Kept going on. I think I had 25 different suggestions all met with no, no. No, no. Okay. I'm sorry, it's all coming back to me. Yeah, that was very, very difficult. I can understand your emotional. And what happened next? Well, that's, I basically lost my shit. Yeah. 
and your husband didn't wasn't injured badly by the no, hooker fortunately thrown at him. I don't have a good aim, but he pressed charges anyway. Yeah, of course, of course he did. Yeah. And he did destroy, he did incredible damage to the house, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, obviously the outcome isn't, you know, it's not the best. I saw the photographs, the fridge. I don't know how you ripped that from the wall. I'm sorry. But so have you any advice to, I mean, I suppose you're in prison now, which yeah. is, which is, you know, hopefully your sentence will be up soon. But I suppose, is there any positives you can take from this? Well, I suppose there is one positive, yeah. Um, while I'm in here, I don't have to decide what to have with the hook and dinner. I have this issue at the moment where I was seeing one hairdresser and she did my hair, but I didn't particularly like the colour. And um, I, I started seeing another. And mm. I just want to know, how do we feel about cheating on our hairdressers? <gasps> It's a thing, isn't it? It's a big thing. It's a thing. So I left this one particular hairdresser. Now, the only problem is I left this one particular hairdresser, but I also get my nails. Uh, there's a beauticians in it as well. So now when I'm returning, because I don't go to the hairdresser, <laughs> I have to do all sorts of things. Like I tie my hair up in buns and I put caps on, you know, and I wait outside to make sure she's, sometimes she makes herself a cup of coffee and I can see the hairdresser going into the kitchen and I kind of skulk in to get my nails done, you know. And I was caught the other day. I was sitting, getting my nails done. The hair was down and she walked past and went, hello, Sinead, your hair's nice. Oh, I did the same thing. I went and got a sneaky trim. Oh, with yeah. someone else. With you someone left else. your hairdresser. I and left went. Armando. Armando. Uh, he's sorry about the idea that he's from Brazil, not <laughs> Japan. Um, I left Armando, went to another hairdresser, got a sneaky trim just because my daughter was in there, and I thought, "Will you do mine?" Came back to Armando, and he went, "Oh, this is not my way. Do this last time or." What's happening here? It's cut straight across. I don't cut straight across here. Oh. oh I don't know. I don't know how that... No, no. I think... Oh, you must have, Armando. Oh, no, it's very strange. It's, it's, and you're actually... Your heart's beating. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, please. I remember once before I came up with... Uh, did you get your hair done by someone else? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what it was? You know what it is? It was my friend who's a trainee hairdresser. No such friend, no such friend. Trainee hairdresser came home from London, right? This elaborate story. <laughs> Needed a model. I said, okay, really didn't want to do it. But you know yourself the way it goes anyway. Thanks a million. Won't be doing it again. Sweat dripping yeah. down my brow. It was once off. Why couldn't I just have said, you know what? I thought I'd try someone else. Is that okay? Like yeah. you should be able to you see do more feel than like one you're hairdresser, up. right? You, you mm. do feel like you're you breaking do. up. Amanda was going, um, you're going to see this guy again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. It actually, can I just, mm. j just change the topic slightly? It's about loyalty. It reminds me of a time myself, my husband went on holiday mm. and we went to the same bar every night for the first like four or five nights yeah. and it was owned by Theodorus in yeah. uh, in uh, Greece <laughs> but he so <laughs> that was the same thing like we wanted to try it got really the relationship got you know very serious yeah. ah my friends from friends. Ireland come in and we there'd be lots of chats and free drinks shots and everything and, shots yeah. and everything else that was taken off your top so this 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 particular night we decided to go somewhere else as, as you said, Esther, for a change. Oh, and he owned that as well. No, he didn't. The following night, because we were missing for one <gasps> night, it was it was really bad. It was like a 
Sorry, guys, where were you last night? <laughs> you must dr- you must have drank a lot. We were like, we'd, <laughs> you were we'd, keeping his business afloat. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but it really, we, we were like, we were doing exactly like your sister did. We were kind of walking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just did three kilometres oh, onto yeah, our to journey. To avoid it. To avoid it. Focusing in on um, your husband did this episode, but that's fine. Because we'll know more about him because you bring him up every five seconds. <laughs> um... But so, but so he said the Dutch very direct. But what did he find odd about the Irish? Oh well, we say we can do everything in ten minutes. Sends him <laughs> over the edge. So I go. I'm going for a walk. I'll be back in ten minutes. I'm going to do my uh, month shops in little. I'll be back, back in, in ten, 10 minutes. minutes. I'm going to drive up to Cork. I'll be back, back in ten minutes. Send, yeah. When he arrived first, and Sue will verify this. He rang me, and I had gone down to visit my family, and he said, "Where are you?" And I said, "I'm around the corner." I said, I'm just around the corner. <laughs> but I meant that in the Irish sense of around the corner, you know. And the man was actually standing at the corner for, for about 45 minutes going, Jesus Christ, where are you? I'm standing here at the corner. I was like, I'm in the dock. <laughs> I'm an hour and a half away. What? What are you talking about? Uh, so he's very literal. And he, he doesn't accept the fact that when you go to, if an Irish person says, barbecue in my house at three, but here we'll be there at 2.59. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. humiliating as an Irish person with him because mm. you can see the you know, the other Irish person, the host is looking out the window going, what the f*** <laughs> are they doing here at yeah. five to three? Have they no lives? Irish people yeah. get mad yeah. at people for being on time. Oh, yeah. We cannot understand it. We yeah. think it's a disgrace. We think they've no lives. Yeah. We give it time and then we hope to God they have the good sense to know we mean two hours later. Am an I right? I, an, I, an aunt of mine who's Irish lit into me. I mean, lit <laughs> into me because she said three o'clock um, and I, we arrived at five to three. And she Rude. Got, and she Because <laughs> you were on time. Because you were on time. Because I was five minutes early. <laughs> she brought me downstairs to a room and scolded me <laughs> like a child. Oh, that's hysterical. Because she, she, the place was a mess probably. And I was <clears throat> seething for the whole evening. <laughs> I've never forgiven her. <laughs> We had our first gig back um, after, it was, it was kind of scary, wasn't it? We were a bit, we felt rusty. Well, I, I felt great about she's my more performance because again, I'm more professional. No, uh, yeah, it was scary. Of course it is. Um, but the audience are fantastic. But so Sinead we really enjoyed ourselves. thing as well, just to, sorry, sorry, just to get you back. Um, this thing that she does before the show. That's it, Sue. I'm not funny. I'm not funny <laughs> at all. Um, I've lost every funny fibre of my being. So just, I'm just telling you now, I'm just letting you know. But she does this really seriously. <laughs> but I'm so used to it that I'm, I'm like rolling my eyes up to heaven. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I kind of fell for it for about three years. But now <laughs> it's like, oh, here she goes. That's it. You'll have to do the show on your own. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. That's, well, yeah. I get very nervous and then Sue doesn't help me, you know. So I look to her. I go, oh, God, talk to me, Sue. I just need to get, you, you know. And she goes, OK. She starts off really well. She'll say things like, you know, they're here to see us, Sinead. And I go, that's great. That's good. They're, they're fans. And I go, that's great. And then she goes on to go, they've spent a lot of money on the ticket. <laughs> 
They've also probably went for a meal. <laughs> they probably also bought a lot of drinks. They probably have a babysitter. They might even have a, a, a room in the hotel. We're talking a lot of money. <laughs> and at this stage, I'm, only night out at this in the stage year. I'm crying. You know, I'm going, well, you know, I can't do this. There's the 700 euro much. in. But you know what? It was a fantastic gig. We really we enjoyed it. Brilliant, brilliant crack. So it's great. We're back on the road. So that's wonderful. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's the end of episode one. Yeah, that was great fun. And if you want to see us live, uh, we're going to be five nights in the Olympia. Yes, the 10th to the 14th of January. And if you want to see our sketches, you can go on to Facebook, uh, Instagram, Instagram, YouTube and TikTok. TikTok. Yes. We're really young and cool. Yes, we yeah. are. So, uh, and we will be playing in a venue near you. All our dates are on uh, dirtbirds.net. Yeah, you didn't put in the www. No, www.dirtbirds.net. Listen, thanks for tuning in to our Thank first you podcast. Thank so much. Stick with us and we'll see you next week. Woohoo!